The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Still to come this hour, Chrissy Andrews joins us in studio. My Mishpucha from right here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Tip of the strip, Kelly. Tip of the strip. That's right. Uh, and then uh, Mark Borchardt's standing by. We've got to talk baseball. Real quick, though, I want to read these tweets because Mike Alvarez murders me. So we got to read this. <laughs> Full crescendo to Mike. Uh, incognito better says, speaking of outrageous tip requests, oh, we're talking about the difference in tipping culture between the U.S. and Korea earlier. He said, I had a service call for my dryer yesterday, and when I paid the guy, the receipt asked if I wanted to add a tip. You offended by that, Kelly? It's all on the receipt. Yeah, he did, it's on the receipt. He didn't ask. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. Still. Jason H11, welcome back, Illy. You missed some shenanigans with the temps now over 100. Do you think we'll get Matt Brown to kick a football? Also, what's the name of that sushi place? No on Matt Brown. No on the sushi place. Brian M, another Korean. Oh, okay, everybody's Korean in my sushi spots in Korean. Stephen Vegas, after two weeks of JVT and Kelly on Angie, it's great to have an adult back in the room. Welcome back, Illy. Goodbye, NBA Summer League. Mandarin collars and chicken nuggets. Oh, the nuggets part. Okay, Mike Alvarez murders me. Ready for this? I guess Gil uses Patrick Ewing's thought process. I take lots of vacation because I get lots of vacation. Welcome back, old pal. Seriously, you look older than I remember. Most people return from vacation looking refreshed. (laughs) (laughs) It's one hour sleep, Alvarez. I have jet lag. It's an all-nighter, for God's sakes. I could fall asleep at any moment. Like Grandpa Simpson on the show today. Narcolepsy could happen. Mark Borcher joins us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. He uh, is, of course, Base Winner at Base Winner, BaseWinner.com, the Base Winner podcast. I think you get the idea. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. Glad to have you back, Gil. The voice of sports betting returns. And I, and I say that affectionately, but I'm serious about it, man. It's like a like a long-lost friend was gone for two weeks. Man, so really, really glad to have you back. You're very kind, sir. Let me just start with what I believe is the most overblown story in all of sports media, and I'm curious if you agree. Will Shohei and where will Shohei Otani play after August 1st? These odds are available at multiple sports books. DraftKings has them. Trade deadline specials. The Angels are minus 265. The Dodgers are the first short shot at 9 to 1. He's not going anywhere before the trade deadline, is he? I don't know, man. I mean, I, I was saying no the whole time, but uh, you know, I don't know. You get kind of get get fall in love with these rumors, uh, especially if they like they fit the narrative of, of your, 
of your modeling and your your simulations. So like for instance, like uh, I heard Texas was was in contention and they have the money to do it. Those guys made a lot of money, the owners and and, and the oil industry. Um, and I like Texas to win the division anyway. So I think that like you you look at it for in this case is it's uh, from I guess red colored glasses because Texas is red. Um, and for me, it's like eh, I don't know. I think you gotta gotta go back to what what the organization's saying and they're saying that they're they're not going to trade him. So I don't know. I hope he gets traded. I, it's gonna, it will be exciting, Gil. Well, it might happen in the off season, but this I'm just talking about before the trade deadline. There's no there. He's not going to get traded. I'm convinced of it. I've been convinced so. of it from the beginning. Yeah, because they're in the, they're they're not out of contention. If you trade him now, what are you saying? Period. And I know you don't want to give him up for peanuts and all that, but you can't you can't do that to your fan base. You I I don't believe you can. And I don't believe Artie Moreno will. But this offseason, different story. I just don't think he will be before the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, I, you know what? For you know, for me personally, I think Moreno's unjustly vilified uh, in the media. You know, he went he went after Pujols. He went after Rendon. It didn't work out. Was that because he wasn't being aggressive, or is that because they just got hurt, or they just were lousy? I mean, huh. then Pujols comes goes back to the Cardinals and has the best OPS versus left-handed pitching, or the best ISO power versus left-handed pitching. So sometimes it's 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 not. Uh, you know, the guy's a bad guy. It's just like some of the moves didn't work out, even though they, they might on paper look like good moves. Yeah. Angels right now, as it stands, uh, 56 and 45, they are four and a half games out of the last wild card position in the American League. Okay. Want to do a few things with you first. Let's get your baseball picks of the day. What do you like today? You know what? I, I like the Angels. Speaking of the Angels, uh, that's one of my plays today. I, you know, this Detroit team's got really good starting pitching. And so when I ran it through the Sims, I thought I was going to get more out of Detroit, but I didn't. And that makes sense because their hitting's lousy and their bullpen's lousy. So while they do have, you know, Erod, I think uh, Lorenzen's been pretty good. Uh, Scooble pitched well. And so they've got, you know, they're, they're their starting pitching is is pretty good, but in this case, uh, I think Canning's been been serviceable. Uh, he's better than average by my ratings. Uh, Erod's fourteen percent better than average, so he's better than Canning. But again, it comes down to that. I, for me, it's an offensive, uh, a, a complete offensive mismatch. Even without Trout, I got the Angels uh, fourth in baseball versus left-handed pitching. They've got some good power there. Uh, they haven't stri- been striking out as much as they have in the past. Uh, so for all those reasons, I think that uh, the Angels are good at plus 109. Full game today, guys. All right, shop around for the prices as always. Angels plus 109. We're showing plus 110 consensus on the Angels at the Detroit Tigers today. What else you got? Well, I'm going to go. I know you guys love it when I do this, but I'm going to go uh, a lay the wood parlay, and it's two pitchers that I I really like. Uh, especially from uh, recent strikeout performances. And last now I have the third in baseball from, from my base winner ratings. I'm going to play him first five against Miami, who I think, you know, with Miami Gill, I, th- I think they got a lot out of the players. I think that we weren't expecting them to hit a lot. And I, I think the coaching's really good there, but I don't know how long that's going to go. Uh, I like last now you, you look at his strikeout percentage uh, last 150 plate appearances, it's 36%. Uh, that's damn good. But if you think that's damn good, look at Blake Snell. Blake Snell strikeout percentage last 150 plate appearances, 43.6. Best in baseball, better than Strider even. Jeez. So you got two really good pitchers. You know, okay, beat me on those good good pitchers with 
I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really a fan of the Miami offense. I have them 23rd in baseball. Pittsburgh is capable. They're 16th in baseball, but they're also going up against the Padres offense who I have third in baseball. So for, for those reasons, I think uh, it's pretty much even money. You got to lay minus one Oh two. If you take the Rays and the D and, I'm sorry. And the Padres uh, in a first five inning parlay, Gil. There you go. Somewhere Fezzik is shaking his head, but we love you for it. Raising Padres. I talked to Fezzik about it. We we had a yeah. really good conversation. He's a super good guy. Oh, he's the so, best. Um, he's the best. Yeah, and so yeah. so it was. Yeah, and so we. I understand the math, and and there, there's good there's good parts about playing a parlay, and there's there's bad parts. So. Um, but we had a good conversation. So I love Steve. He's a good guy. He loves you. He loves you. He just loves it. He, he just is amused by the fact that it always ends with, with a parlay. All right. I want to go back to something we talked about at the beginning of the show, because you just brought up Blake Snell. You mentioned Spencer Strider. So it, it occurs to me, I should probably bring this up with you and we'll get into a bigger conversation about your favorite awards bets or not awards, but not necessarily awards, but also just favorite season long bets that remain. But about the Cy Young AL and NL, I was going through Tom Tango's projections, Tom Tango, who I'm sure you're familiar with, but may not be in terms of his Cy Young predictor system. But he's got Garrett Cole as his number one. Garrett Cole's the short shot in the AL. He also has Zach Allen number one in the NL. Zach Allen the short shot in the National League. The difference is, is where Tango sort of, you know, goes away, strays, if you will, from the betting markets, is he's got Nathan Eovaldi number two in the American League at plus 750. And in the National League, he's got Kershaw, who'll be back in early August, at third, currently 22 to 1. He's got Stroman, who could be traded, 25 to 1, fourth. And he's got Lazardo fifth at 22 to 1. He's got Strider sixth. Strider's plus 270, right? He's second in the betting market. Do you see it tangos away largely on both counts? The, the ones that he has the favorites and then the ones where he stays? How do you see it? I don't. I mean, so so I think a good rating to rate pitchers' strength is strikeout percentage, walk percentage, and ground ball rate. I think those are really good things that they can control. And if you take a look at the National League leader in that, it's called Base Winner ERA on my site. Two point one six is Spencer Strider, and he's got to go down to Gallon. He's at three point two seven. So I mean, Strider's like, I mean, he's got a one eighty six uh, uh, strikeout percentage, meaning uh, he she strikes out guys eighty six percent. Uh, more than an average pitcher. I don't think it's even close in my opinion. I, I think don't, Strider, Strider gets it, Gil. Yeah, I don't either, except for the fact that you and I deal with these advanced metrics and Tango's method is this really simple formula that more often than not picks the winner, right? And so it worries me. But I'm I'm with you. Look, and this gets this sort of segues into our conversation, which you know we used to do at the hundred game mark, which is our sabermetric all stars. Strider might even be better than his number suggests. In other words, he's third in FIP, he's first in XFIP, he's fifth in war, he's first in Sierra, he's first in K percentage, he's tied for first in wins. Uh, he's first in K minus walk rate at 32.4%. He's fourth in E minus F, which is a great hack way, ERA minus fielding independent. But here are the other stats, Mark, and I'm sure you're well aware, but he's he's sixth in BABIP, 330, meaning the sixth most unfortunate BABIP. He's got the 15th most unfortunate home run to fly ball rate in Major League Baseball at 14%. And he's got the 25th worst strand rate as well. All of those last three indicators suggest that he's probably better than we're seeing. So, I mean, every way you, spl- you, you parse it, it feels like it's about Strider, except Tango just doesn't see it that way. Yeah, and I'm 
is, does that do those tango ratings? Do they win a hundred percent of the time? Too? No, so, no, they don't. They don't win a hundred percent of the time. But it is it is I think, worthwhile to pause. Yeah. And Gil, I, I ran this. It was either last year or the year before, and and it kind of like it was a it was, it was a neural network, and so it was a it wasn't a completely advanced AI uh, model, but it was it was decent. And the the two factors that drive it. Uh, that that the AI came up with were wins and strikeouts. That's that's what that's what drove that particular analysis. I looked at last ten years, um, so maybe maybe he's looking at a, at a bigger sample. Uh, but I think that that's I think that the wins and the strikeouts are, are super relevant. So well, for all those reasons, I think that's, yeah. that Strider's Strider's uh, the, the guy there. Gil. And we should point out your street cred on this because you're the guy who on July 31st. Um, had Robbie Ray winning the Cy Young at 100 to 1. So you got a little street cred on yep. the subject. He looks good by all those same numbers. Yep. By all those same numbers. Yep. I still think it's Strider. Uh, but worth pointing out, Tango, giving Tango the respect he deserves. We'll come back. A couple other sabermetric all stars we want to point out. Those guys that have overperformed or underperformed through 100 games that you should be aware of when they start. And Mark's favorite season long bets that remain next. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast and you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's a numbers game at VSEN, the sports betting network. Uh, once again, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you by BetMGM. Uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book. I always appreciate all the uh, the tweets this morning. Good, bad, funny. Just as long as you're funny, we'll read them. 
We appreciate it always. Edward Perez, something I think most bettors can relate to, Gil, the thumb over the scores with the slow slide and slight teeth clench. <laughs> we've all been there, man. We've, we've all been there, and I certainly did with the uh, the Norway-Switzerland draw last night. Jay Green, I concur with Bay's winner. Good to have the voice of sports betting back. That's very nice of you to say that. Uh, one loss from retirement. Um, by the way, let me just say again, JVT, spectacular job the last two weeks. Just absolutely great job. One loss from retirement. That's his uh, Twitter handle. Says, I don't understand why Fez gives Mark crap about the baseball parlay when he was made famous for betting parlay cards. Well, one loss from retirement. There's a difference. Uh, what Fezzik is doing on the parlay cards, by definition, is taking static numbers where he is guaranteed to get the best of it as he's picking, as he's cherry picking the ones that he's playing. And one of the knocks of the parlays, conventional style, which is what Mark is doing, is that oftentimes, perhaps most of the time, by definition, you are not getting the best of the number. So they're very different um, vehicles, if you will. Motor City Mike, the highest ERA, talking about our Cy Young com- uh, conversation, the highest ERA to ever win the Cy was Roger Clemens, 3.51 in 2001. Strider is approaching for it, 3.78. Well, as I just pointed out to um, Motor City Mike, though, that the the issue, though, is that Strider's advanced stats would indicate that his ERA will come down. Whether that happens or not, no guarantee, but at least that is what the indicators tell us. Mark Borchard rejoins us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert, basewinner.com, at basewinner on Twitter. Uh, Mark, what is right now, as you look at all of the bets that are out there, maybe it's awards, uh, maybe it's divisions, maybe it is something else. What's the best bet you see out there? Well, you're gonna you're gonna like this one. Oh, I Giants think I... to make the playoffs. Giants to make the playoffs minus one forty five at DraftKings. I've got them. You're gonna like this. Ninety two percent chance to win to make the playoffs. Deal. So what do you got I, them I to win? I have them at plus ten fifty to win the division. They're four games back. They've all of a sudden hit the skids here in recent times. Um, four games behind the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks also four back. What do you have them to win the division? I've got them 20.1% of the time to win in the division. So that would give you a fair money line of 398. So you're sitting good at, at 10 to 1. I think they're in the market right now at 8 to 1. That's a good bet, too. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that you like out there? I like that. You're right about that. I'm certainly happy with what you had to say there. Yeah, and this is kind of dependent on whether you think the Cubs are going to be a seller or not. I, I don't know. If, honestly, I, I don't have a crystal ball. Uh, but based on on the, the components, the talent components, and I, I took offense and, and starting pitching, relief pitching, and fielding, and ran a Monte Carlo simulation. Uh, NL Central is uh, 12 to 1 Cubs. Uh, I've got them 18.4% of the time winning that division. Uh, would give you a true money line of 443. So 12 to one would be would be good uh, for, for the for the Cubs there. Ooh, but you you have the right disclaimer though, which is they could very well be sellers here, right? That's and we talk about this. I've talked about this with Roxy Roxborough back in the day. When you talk about the the MLB trading deadline, you can speculate about it. You know, a month and a half in advance, a month in advance. But we always say sometimes it comes down to the last week. We are there now. Sometimes it comes down to the last weekend, right? The last series before the trade deadline. And I think the Cubs are probably in that category. Three games below 500, seven out of the division lead. Uh, And in terms of the wild card, they're, what is that? Five games out of that. 
So it really does. I mean, that's the thing. So you're basically with that bet. You've got to make the assessment of whether you think they're going to be a seller or not. And that is a one week handicap. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's a tough thing. It's a subjective thing. It has to do with things that you don't even know. Like, yeah. what, what, what does the owner want to do? Is he, right. is he feeling good about, like, rooting for his team in the summertime? You're like, you don't know this stuff. So I, I think the way that I do it is is good uh, because you can get that, well, this is what the math says based on the components right now. And so then you can draw your own conclusions. So, so yeah, it's it's uh, there's a little bit of subjectivity to it, Gil. That's for sure. Okay. Anything else season long? Mm, I, w- I want to bet against this Brewers team. I'm, I'm kind of looking at their season win totals totals now. Um, they're they're at like at Caesars are at 87. So I've got them 84.9. So the under would be like should be priced like I don't know the odds on that uh, hitting the under is 70.7% of the time minus 242. Uh, I don't like the D backs uh, win total. Uh, that one I have at 81.3. They're at 84.5, and the show wouldn't be complete unless we talked about the A's, Gil. Uh, I got, I got the A's 48.5 uh, at at uh, at Caesars. That's what their win total is. I've got them at 52.6 base winner wins. So that's a that's, a, that's like minus minus 700. So, so yeah, those those are those are some some season win totals that I like based I like. on the Sims. Okay, Oakland currently with 28 wins, 28 and 74. With sixty ball games left, sixty ball games left. So, what they got to win? What twenty? You know, what did you say? Forty-eight. So they got to win twenty-one games out of their last sixty to get over the forty-eight and a half. So there you go. They so. can do it. They've been competitive. They were competitive with Houston the whole weekend, and yeah. I think they only ended up winning one game. But they were they were in it. They're in it to win it, Gil. In it to win it. Something anyway to win it. Maybe. <laughs> All right, real quick. So we have a few minutes left. You, you and I used to do this Sabermetrics All Stars. This is when podcasting first started. This was like in 2010 and 2011, and we would take a moment to, you know, go through the starters that were. And we said it sort of, you know, <clears throat> tongue in cheek, Sabermetrics All Stars, because sometimes we were talking about chronic overperformers, but sometimes we were talking talking about chronic underperformers. Which starter overperforming and underperforming right now through a hundred games, right? With 60 games left roughly in the season are the ones that stand out to you as the biggest underperformers and overperformers. And therefore we should think of betting accordingly, depending on what the line is moving forward in their individual games. I'll give you two that I think based on their advanced saber metrics should be better uh, than what, what their ERA is at least. And uh, the first one's Zach Wheeler for, uh, for Philly. Uh, I've got a base winner ERA of him up for him of 3.05, his standard ERA, 3.88. And here's an interesting one, Taj Bradley. Taj Bradley, base winner ERA, 3.1, his actual ERA, 5.3. Uh, so those are, those are on the people that I think that'll probably get better, uh, at least from their conventional ERA. And then on the bad side, Dane Dunning of Texas. So as much as I like Texas in that division, uh, his his ERA is 3.53, a uh, base winner ERA 4.75. So those are two good guys and one guy that I, I look to regress. Did, I'm curious, because I, I had those names on my list too. Did Lance Lynn show up in your chronic underperformers? In other words, I'm not saying that Lance Lynn is elite by any stretch. I'm not saying that he's even a notch below elite, but I'm saying he's not nearly as bad as, that he's, he's not nearly as bad as he's been. Does that sort of check out yes. for you? Absolutely. You got you got an ERA six point one eight. That's really high. 
and then you get base winner ERA 3.6. So that, there's a huge difference in that. That might be the biggest biggest disparity. The thing about Lynn, though, is like he can just give up power. So like yeah. that's got to be kind of in the back of your mind. And I, I don't I don't feel the same way with Wheeler. Uh, with Wheeler, like you know he's got a, got a kind of a lower uh, batting average. Uh, actual batting average yeah the, and the, i don't i just don't feel the same way about him Gil. i agree the thing with lynn is right it's he checks out in a lot of categories right 50 minus f era minus feeling independent in other words his era is almost a full run worse than his feeling independent and he's got the ninth most unfortunate babbitt at 322 the worst home run to fly ball rate in all of baseball 21.5 percent and the second worst strand rate at 63.7 percent you're right those indicators would leap Lynn to the top of my list, but just a horrible walk rate, right, as well, 8.4%. So that alone sort of gives you pause before throwing him into that category. As long as there's going to be tons of base runners on there, um, and he's got that home run to fly ball rate that's going to regress some probably, but not all that much, it does give you pause. Did Josiah Gray make your chronic overperformer list? Yeah, I mean, I looked at him and... um he he he's got a 4.8 base winner ERA, and then a 3.45 ERA. You know, there's some there's some numbers. Particularly, his stuff is 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 kind of better than what he's shown. So, uh, I don't. I'm kind of like undecided on him, Gil. Okay, so, all right. But the names yeah. you get repeat the names that you gave again on both sides. Uh, the the guy who I think's going to regress is Dane Dunning, and then I like Taj Bradley and Wheeler to be better than what they've shown from an ERA standpoint. Okay, and Dane Dunning to go opposite. And again, these aren't, again, for those who are wondering, why do we go through this exercise? When these pitchers come up in their starts, um, obviously it is price dependent, but keep that in mind that what you've seen belies the skill set, both to the good and the bad, that is underneath their actual results thus far. Mark, always a pleasure, man. Enjoy talking to you, and uh, good luck with all your bets today, man. Yeah, Gil, get, great to have you back. Happy you're here. Thank you, Mark. Mark Borch and everybody at Base Winner. Chrissy Andrews, my mishpucha. Next, Numbers Game, VSIN, the sports bet. A Numbers Game on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and NFL seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus, Best bets on futures and season win totals. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full Visa Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at an early bird discount of $175. Or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything Visa has to up your betting game. This offer ends July 31st, so don't miss out on these preseason deals. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to become a Visa Pro subscriber today. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Chrissy Andrews standing by, uh, Kelly Juxtaposed against Saquon Barkley, signing for one year, eleven million dollars for the New York uh, with the New York Giants, re-signing with the Giants. You have the NBA. Mm-hmm. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs because Jalen Brown just signed the richest deal in NBA history. Got paid. Yep. Five years, three hundred and four million dollars. I'll do the math. That's sixty point eight per year. <laughs> yeah, that's the new supermax level you're going to start seeing. So yes, he surpasses. So everybody's going to break everybody's. Yeah, every it's where everybody's going to hit that level at least. That's the supermax. So that's going to be kind of the same level for everybody. No player option in his fifth year, which is a, I thought a little bit odd, but um, yeah, big deal. That it, it's kind of 
Kind of like we were talking. I mean, I don't, I don't want to compare him to Otani and the talent. Don't do that. But you can't let this guy go. Like they had to sign him. It was a little weird. It was, ta- it was taking as long as it was. Unless they were gonna make a make a deal involving him for Dame. It's he's coming back. Want to get my tennis pick real quick before we get to Chris? Yeah, let's do uh, it. I have uh, Al- right. Albert Ramos Vinolas. It's Alberto, but it's really Albert Ramos Vinolas as a plus one fifty six dog against uh, Jaime Munar. That is on clay, one of the, uh, that's in Croatia, one of the six tournaments going on uh, worldwide. Four on clay, two on hards. This is on clay. Ramos Vignola sort of owns Munyar, among other things, besides the data being right. He uh, has never lost in five uh, matches against him. And I think Munar has only taken one set from him lifetime. And here we're getting Vin- uh, Ramos Vignolas at plus 156. I think it's plus 140. I would still play it at that right now. That's your tennis play that remains today, which brings us to my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews. Chrissy Andrews, everybody. My mishpucha runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook right behind us at the lovely tip of the majestic South Point. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Gilly. How are you? I'm great. Montana Grizzlies. Well, I spent a couple weeks in Montana, so I figured my first time back on the show, I'm going to wear my uh, Grizz uh, golf shirt. Yes. You look refreshed. You look I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. But I hit the ground running when I came back. I already got my first draft of every college uh, team, the power ratings for every team. Okay. So walk us through that. So that's that's what you go through with Vinny with Richie Bachelary? Do you know uh, just it? myself at just this point. Just yourself at this yeah, point. Yeah. And then what happens? But Vinny has his too. Okay. You know, Richie, he works uh he works for the enemy right now. Yes, he does. <laughs> so, but it used to be with with Richie. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had lunch with Richie just the other day. <laughs> uh, we're joking about that. But I will go through with Vinny before we uh you know, before we put out games of the year. And then uh, a week after that uh is gonna be season win totals. I might have to change that though. Because the I'm doing it on Friday, August 4th for games of the year. Mm-hmm. I planned on season win totals August 11th, the week after that. It's right in the middle of Bet Bash. Yes. And Bet Bash, I, they, you know, I, I would do anything for Spanky. I think Spanky might have me doing some things for Bet Bash during the course of the day. So I may put those out on Thursday instead. I'm still not sure. I got to talk to Spanky before I do. But it'll either yeah. be Thursday or Friday after the uh, games of the year come out. So Bet Bash, by the way, for those who don't know, it's Bet Bash 3 at circa August 8th through the 11th. All the details at betbash.co. Uh, you are going to be there for multiple things. Yeah. But you were kind enough to introduce us or, or announce some of the names that were being inducted into the sports right. betting, sports gambling, pardon me, sports, sports gambling, gambling Hall yeah. of Fame. Let's not make that mistake. Sports gambling Hall of Fame. Um, and it's midweek this year as opposed yeah. to the weekend before. Yeah. So that makes it for your job a little complicated in terms of your schedule. I, I got to figure out what Spanky wants me to do. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we, we could do this anytime. I kind of wanted to do it during Bet Bash because a lot of guys are going to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I'd like to get as much action as I could uh, on on those season win totals. And I thought that'd be a great opportunity to do that. Uh, but I do want to fulfill my obligations to, to Bet Bash and Spanky yeah. for, you know, he's done a lot for me so you know oh for all of us um for the whole industry he really has he's, absolutely he's done a, quite a bit uh it is an honor i'll be moderating another panel this year i did last year as well last year's panel was with spanky was awesome um but i know mitch is mitch moss is is uh moderating the college football 
panel, college football experts. I'm doing something called Traders, which has to do with professional bettors and bookmakers sort of entering the arena, making their living, betting on numbers and how that relationship exists now um, where bookmakers set the lines, betters bet into them, both hoping to earn enough to justify their existence and make it to the next day and all those processes that come into creating the line, manipulating it and figuring out where some of the sharp betters are betting. So it's it's just a great panel. I can't wait for it. I can only mess it up, by the way. You'll I'm do a, fine. I'm a total offensive Don't give me that. Yeah, you'll be fine. So, so we're looking forward to that on, on all counts. Um, there's also, by the way, a third panel. I think Sammy P is moderating a gambling twitter panel oh god Wait. bless him yes there's <laughs> a gambling x now gambling x pardon oh, me oh yeah we yeah. don't want to you know yeah it's not gonna happen for me i knew no. sam was doing something i didn't yeah. know that's what he was doing i, think that was sam. I love sammy <laughs> I, love yeah. sam too. I think it's i think god. it's pozzola's idea but pozzola is no longer the moderator he now wants to be a panelist I think that was a good call by him. I think it was too, <laughs> because because as the moderator, he would have just interjected too much. <laughs> so he'll be a panelist. Sammy P uh, is going to be the moderator there. So back to the college football though. The, so you're doing the games of the year like you always do. It's been yeah. a South Point staple. Yeah. In the past, and I can think of one notably. It was a Notre Dame Michigan game. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You ended up being seven points different from the market. Yeah. And you put it out there. Yeah. You were first. Yeah. You have no compunction about that. You, if, if that's where your numbers come down, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I think. By the way, it doesn't mean you're wrong in the end. I happen to be right on that one. Yeah. Uh, last year, you know, I mean, I could blame a lot of stuff, you know, but we didn't do so good last year. I think the, uh, the transfer portal, I, I didn't follow the transfer portal nearly as much as I should have. And we got beat on a couple, a couple games. And, you know, I probably, uh, I think I thought I had Alabama. Like I had them a notch or two below Georgia, but they still blew out some of these teams, especially early in the year. So I lost some on those, but overall we lost. Yeah. I mean, we're still here. We didn't close up shop or anything like that, you know, but, but we lost some money last year, but in the years past, we've, you know, we've done okay. You know, so, um, you know, sometimes um, you just got to put your number out there, and it's going to get beat around. I mean, you see it. They're lined up here, and, you know, they're going to, you know, move me around. And, uh, you know, the guys, you know, Paul Stone, one of the guys I respect uh, greatly, is a couple other guys. And when they bet you, um, you know, you got to maybe adjust your power ratings off of that. So, you know, listen, it's a, it's a fine line, you know, especially, I mean, we kind of know Georgia's going to be, you know, at least at this point in the season, the number one team. Ohio State and Bama are going to be right there. And then, you know, who's like right behind there? I actually have Penn State in there. You know, there's a couple other teams like right around there. I think, I think the Pac-12 is actually going to be very good this year, except these teams might wind up beating each other. Um, but, you know, it's a fine line as to, you know, like, let's, is a team a 95 or a 93? You know, yeah. are they a 97 or a 94? You know, things like that. And these guys will kind of help you hammer it out a little bit. Do you have, a, on the openers, do you have a, a system where you go back to the back of the line, the old Stardust yeah. system? Yeah. I, I, usually it's like two or three bets, then go to the back of the line, you know. Max of? Uh, two dimes. Two dimes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And in the end, I assume this has been a, a nice handle for you. Yeah. How does that compare? Obviously, the NFL is already established with those markets. Oh yeah. Well before, 
does it, I mean, what does it end up being percentage? I mean, it's such a tough question. It is, yeah. yeah. But is, is it I wish a, our percentage was a little lower last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah. But is, is it, are, are you often surprised by, and obviously NFL is king, but are you surprised just how much college football does? No, because I think the game is great. The thing I love about college football, and I joke about this, but it's actually kind of true. You could be down against a point spread. You could be down 21 points in the fourth oh, yeah. quarter. You're still right in the game. Oh, yeah. You're now 21 in the first quarter in the NFL. You're pretty much out of it. Yeah. You know, so I think that the game, the game, I'm not saying it's better, but it's more fun. You know, so I think a lot of guys like that. And, you know, you see a lot of rivalries, um, you know, guys from – from their hometown, and most of the big college uh, college teams don't have a pro team attached to them. You know, like Pittsburgh has Pitt and the Steelers. Penn State just has Penn State. Yeah, and the other thing about college football is, just like with college basketball, some of the in-game principles apply. There, and you, no sport reveals itself quicker in-game-wise, I don't believe, than college football does, where you think a team's going to – you can see very quickly a team's going to blow out the other or both teams – aren't going to be able to stop the others. It's just a fantastic sport to bet. doesn't surprise me at all that it does so well. More with Chrissy, my mishpucha, on the other side. Numbers game, Visa. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 
MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issues not withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gil Alexander, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Joe C714, good to hear you back, Gil. It was nice hearing you on your time slot this morning. Thank you, Joe C714, and thank you once again for all those Fiatek gifts from back in the day. So great. Paul M., would it not benefit the Angels to trade Otani and get a haul of players? It would highly benefit them as they need to fill lots of holes to complete uh, to compete next year and then sign him next year. Can't be out of the realm of possibility. Nothing's out of the realm of possibility, Paul, and you're absolutely right. The shrewd baseball thing to do from a mechanical standpoint would be to trade to get the haul of players. But in real life, you can't, in my opinion, you can't do that to your fan base. If you are still alive to make the postseason and you have this generational talent, you can't trade him before the trade deadline. It's like a different story, but with Bumgarner a few years back with the Giants. It absolutely made sense for the Giants to trade Madison Bumgarner before the trade deadline, but you couldn't do you couldn't trade a legend. Right. To that, to that fan base, it meant so much more. So sometimes you can't do the prudent thing every time. You can't do the prudent thing every time is basically what I'm saying. You're stuck in an impossible position yep. if you're the Angels. You can't be the guy who traded Shohei Otani. And at the same time, you can't be the guy who traded away Shohei Otani for nothing. Or let Shohei walk with nothing. J&J Watering Hole. NBA players looking at the NFL guys like they are poor. Hashtag Supermax Wow. Brett, B underscore how underscore well. My little sister left this world on July 13th. I'm so sorry, and I've been lost without her. Today, my world got just a tad closer to normal. Glad to have you back. Thanks for being a part of my daily routine. Brett, um, our condolences, our sincerest condolences, and uh, anything we can do, please, to to make it better, please let us know. Uh, Joe Nigro, congrats, Jalen Brown. Smarter than I am. I wasted too much time learning to dribble, he says. Uh, not not Jalen Brown's number one skill set, I guess. Trust the glove. How can you know that you're really just dreaming the show from your car in the parking lot? Huh? I don't know if I understand that one. What does that because refer you're to? Because so sleepy. Oh, because I'm sleepy. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I just want to mention one thing before we get back to Chrissy. This Bronny James thing hasn't left my mind since we brought it up, Kelly. Bronny James, who those of Shams Tarani are reporting again that yesterday, uh, Bronny James had a cardiac arrest and is oh is, is improving, is is in ICU or is out of ICU? What's the latest? Out, out of ICU. Out of ICU and Still is at the hospital. stable yeah. condition, but in the hospital. And I just can't help thinking about, you know, I don't want to gloss over this. We are not physicians here on this show. But for those of us of a certain age, when we think cardiac events... And I don't know if it's the same thing. I'm not suggesting it is. But when we think of cardiac events as an umbrella, because cardiac events of any kind are serious, you immediately, your mind immediately goes to players in the, you know, from the late 80s and the early 90s, like Reggie Lewis, like Hank Gathers, who had episodes, then got back on the basketball court and perished. On the other hand, you have like Teddy Bruschi, yes, who who had uh, a stroke, right, and went on to and win a Super a Bowl, career. and and Chris Lang from the uh, 
uh, Chris Letang from the Penguins had a stroke and was back playing hockey uh, two weeks later, three no, weeks later. No doubt about it. I mean, no doubt about it. Doesn't yeah. mean that it has to end up that way. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I still know. I, as long as yeah. that sort of sticks in your mind, absolutely. I guess what I'm saying, Chrissy, if that's your son, mm. and obviously. None of us are LeBron James, and none of us have a son like Bronny James, who plays basketball at a high level. But if that's your son, I mean, I can imagine what my advice would be. Yeah. Um, boy, that's tough. You know, because yeah. sometimes they, these things just go undetected. Sure. You know, Pete Maravich died on the basketball court. You know his last words? People were playing with him at the time. Yeah. His last words? Boy, I feel great. Boy, I feel great. Boom. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Well, we, all, we only hope for the best for Bronny, both in this recovery and then from here on out. Scary. Scary. Yeah, scary. Absolutely scary. But it, it has not left my mind since we brought it up. So I just I thought it would be awkward if I didn't share because I'm sort of like thinking about that as we talk. You, sir, have books that we must share with people once again. Mm-hmm. Um, a trio of books at this point. Right. Four on the way, maybe one day. Oh, I'm working on the fourth. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to take a little break while <laughs> catching up on college football. Yeah, uh, I'm almost done with that first draft too, by the way. But it's going to be—that's a first draft. I got a long way to go. But let me mention my three books. Well, just to indicate, this is a this is a sort of sequel to the first one. Definitely, which I wanted the second one to be, but you know, I, we wanted to do it in a journal form, and I picked. The year of COVID, right? <laughs> not so, the ideal thing. So this is sort of this is a, a continuation of then one day. So I got then one day, still selling well. Yeah, yeah it really is. I'm surprised. It really has good legs. Uh, then one year, again, you know, and I, I as a matter of fact, my friend just I, I retweeted it. My friend Chris Davidson, he's going to uh, Iceland, and he he took that book along with him. He says good good reading material yeah. on the trip over. Uh, so that's doing okay, but it's really more for people like in our business where I think the first one mm-hmm. had a much more broad audience. I keep using that phrase, but it's true. And then this one will be more of a follow-up to that first book. And then, of course, I have my novel, which is doing pretty good. Adelfosmo. Adelfosmo. And, uh, you know, so I did a, a podcast, got um, posted yesterday with uh, George, uh, a Greek kid out of Toronto. And we talked about the books and about an hour podcast with him, Greek kid. So uh, he read the book. He loved it. We talked about our Greek families growing up yeah. and all that sort of thing. There's a lot of that interwoven into that into that book. So that's on your on your Twitter. People can follow. That's my pin. Oh, the the, the podcast is on my Twitter feed. Yeah. Uh, the link to Adelfosmo is my pin tweet, so it's easy to access there. Just get it from Amazon. Nice. Glad you're doing that. And I look forward to guessing lines this uh, fall. We should have fun. Yeah. Our 475th consecutive season. <laughs> I, don't, I know. Well, we should have marked down them when we started. <laughs> we never dreamt that we'd go this long, though. Oh, it's been. I think it's been a decade now. Oh, I think it's oh, 11 yeah. years. Oh, yeah. I think I it's think 11. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get the exact number. But look forward to that every Monday. Um, okay, what would surprise us here in our last few minutes about what people are betting? U.S. Women's World Cup. Is that doing Ooh, well? Yeah. yeah. A yeah. lot. Yeah, I, you know, a lot compared to what? You know, I don't know, but it's right. doing well. I would say that. Do you have any liability of any note, or is it just not enough handle? No, not enough. I mean, the no. U.S. team wins, yeah. you know, we blow, let's just say, less than 10,000. A <laughs> yeah. ham sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> I think we could overcome that. Okay. Um, besides that, what would people be surprised by? 
this summer. Season win totals in the NFL getting a lot of action. I mean, there's a lot of opinions out there, like there is every year. But, uh, you know, like Denver's a team with a lot of opinions. Atlanta's a team with a lot of opinions. Two-way action. Two-way. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders, you know, both New York teams, a lot of opinions both ways, which we love. Yeah. You know, just come on in. Express your opinion right at the counter, right over there. By your memory, more so than normal at this point? You know, Gil, I would say yes, but I seem to say that every year. You know yeah. what I mean? It's always it's always good. And uh, But it could it could be though that we do have more than a handful of teams this year. Because I kind of feel this way too. Whereas, you know, other years we sort of had a team that remember like last year people were all about the Lions. And we we sort of have those darling teams. I just feel like we do have more two-way opinion. I might be wrong, too. I might be completely wrong. Maybe we said the exact same thing last year. I don't think we did, though. But I feel like we have more than a handful of teams where that exists on, and the ones you just mentioned being examples of that. Well, here, you know, yeah, great examples right there. Let's, let's take Denver. Okay, Russell Wilson had a horrible year last right. year. Now you got Peyton coming in, Sean Peyton. Can he turn Russell Wilson around? A lot of guys think yes. A lot of guys think no. They're also in a pretty tough division with Kansas City and the Chargers. And we don't know about the Raiders. But, again, a lot of opinions on the Raiders. Garoppolo passed his physical. He'll be there for the first day of training camp. Um, you know, a lot. most of the sharp guys think the Raiders aren't going to have a good year. But we got plenty of Raider fans. And, uh, listen, Garoppolo's had a very good uh, career wins and losses so mm -hmm. so a lot of opinions on teams like that of course Rodgers going to the Jets and the Giants doing their thing now signing Barkley and you know here we go don't sleep on Washington new owner nothing okay let's check <laughs> does he throw the ball he doesn't even <laughs> yeah <laughs> what positions he play hey Sam Howell man this you, one, that's another guy. You gotta guy. be happy. Oh, I'm the happiest man alive. But Sam Howell's another guy, right? Like under the radar guy with so different opinions. Maybe yeah. he's maybe he's terrible. Yeah. Maybe he's absolutely great. Who knows? How about all the nicknames I gave him in that second book? <laughs> the Washington team. We gotta run. Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. More than a movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From the Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.